You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What is up, Buff Nation? Welcome into DMBR Buff's primetime. We are presented by Illegal Pete's. Everyone's go-to spot for burritos, oh, buddies, and beers. And I'm joined by my great buddy, Andre Simone. That's right. How are you doing, Jake? I'm doing well, man. Yeah? I'm. Uh, there are a lot of people in Buff Nation freaking out today. Uh-huh. A lot of people uh, nervous. Yeah? I think I'm doing all right. Not bad. Pretty you're, cool. You're just happy to have a normal weekend. I was. Not having to be in a random <laughs> Pac-12 city with Alyssa and Rhino. <laughs> yep. That's um, great. I'm so happy for you. Thank you, man. Yeah, apparently some stuff happened around Buffs World this weekend. Who would have thunk it? Um, I mean, when doesn't stuff happen yeah. in Buffs World? But thankfully, no one's overreacting. Everyone's having real measured takes. <laughs> uh, that would be nice. <laughs> no, come on. I don't think that's the, the exact landscape of it all, but we'll talk it through. Everything that's happened basically since... Our, we had a wild show on Friday, too, and uh, things have gotten pretty crazy. Yeah. The portal's open, Dre. It's, it's time. With a bang. It's time. Yeah. Uh, the quarterback market is going absolutely insane right now. Yeah, bananas. We've had multiple top 10 teams who have starters enter the portal. Yep. Um, How many of these are getting a million dollars just to sign, as Matt Rule claims, I wonder, huh? <laughs> I don't know. It depends. Does it stop at Grayson McCall? <laughs> Is he worth a million? I, you know, honestly, I don't think so. Cam Where do you Ward draw the line? I think Cam Ward actually might be. Is worth a... First half of the season, Cam Ward might be worth three million. Second half of the season might be worth 30 grand. <laughs> Which again, like in college, I'd take thirty grand. Put no some respect on Cam Ward's <laughs> name, Cam Ward. bro. Come on, Dante Moore. I'm buying the upset. Yeah, yes, mm-hmm. worth a million. Uh, definitely Riley Leonard, worth a million. Yep. Where are we at with Kyle McCord, the mm. quarterback for the at once number one team in the country this season? Six figures, yes. A million, no. I think you're spot. Seems on there. excessive. You're spot on there. Will Howard, I like me some Will Howard from Kansas State. Again, I think that's more of a six-figure player. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I think we've identified him. This kid who's going from Georgia to Kentucky, he's a former Brock Vandegrift. <laughs> yes. I bet you he got a million, <laughs> but I'm not. Jury's out. Can't, can't comment one way or the other on that. What former five-star, though. Basically, what I'm hearing from you is there's no Shador Sanders in the portal. Definitely not. Dylan Gabriel, I'd throw him a million, I guess. I mean, that's the guy we were going up against for the Dime Time nickname. I'm just saying. What happened to Venables? I thought he was so good what about giving mean? his guys a year and like he was real patient. What Venables, what happened? <laughs> Dylan Gabriel's leaving? How come, buddy? Know. Oh man. Venables. I, I re- thought you were so different. You know what happened? Reality happened. Oh, so Oh, sad. I thought there was one coach with integrity left in the sport, damn it. Oh, no, no, no. All right, let's get down to it then. Let's do it. Uh, Four buffs have entered the portal since we were last live on this here platform Mm -hmm. in front of the people. Uh, Three of them were starters. Yeah. Van Wells, center, started every single game two years ago. Uh, started every game, I think, but won this year. Got yep. hurt in the last game against Utah as well. Yep. He's out. Anthony Hankerson, probably my favorite returning buff from last from two years ago's teams. Big Hank. Yeah. He's gone. He's gone. Yeah. He's out. 
Uh, Kaysen Wiseman, someone that uh, you weren't necessarily familiar with up until about 15 minutes I'll admit, ago. I'll admit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't blame you because uh, freshman quarterback came in pretty, he came in, I think, late in the offseason. Uh, was a Sean Lewis guy. He's out. He's hit the portal. Bye, Kaysen. Michael Harrison. Uh, this one. Mikey called game. He did. He tried to. He <laughs> did. Yeah. Well, it's not yes. game yet. He still thinks he has uh, one more year left in him. Right. Because he went through the whole senior day. Senior day yeah, thing. Yeah, senior day. Um, he's out of was out of eligibility at Colorado. He's hit in the portal, assuming he's a grad transfer. Mikey wants his master's. <laughs> Mikey does want it. He also wants a scholarship. Oh, Could someone on. get the guy a scholarship? Give Mikey a scholarship. Come on, Please, damn it. come on, man. Let's he deserves it. it. It's true. It's true. We're so, pro Mikey over here. With that being said, there are now three players left on the roster from the 2022 squad that were on scholarship. L- lay it on me. First and foremost, Louis Passarello. Yep. A guy who we thought was going to be the starting tight end for this team yep. for a lot of last offseason. Went down with an injury. I don't think we even saw him this year. Carter <laughs> Edwards plays on the offensive line. He's in the mix. He, he's in the mix. <laughs> yeah. He's on the roster. Yeah. Come on, Carter. We believe in you. And, and then, then the, I know this one. Trevor, Trevor Woods. Woods. Let's yes. go. Yes. Yes. Trevor stays or goes. Just gut feeling. This isn't a report. He's not report. You can't aggregate this. Uh, gut this feeling. Two buddies talking. I want to say he goes. Yeah. No, your hesitation kind of says it all. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I got you. I got you, brother. Yeah. So maybe a place where he can play a true strong safety role, not getting moved around. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, if I was a safety my whole life, well, I guess he played linebacker in high school. Either way. He got I think moved he around does, quite a he bit. He does good in that hybrid role. Yeah, I didn't think he played bad at all. No, I the like chat it. wanted his head multiple times this year. Chat, come on. <laughs> so there it is. That's the latest update on uh, the current roster. That now brings the buffs to seven portal entries. Let's go. Let's free up those scholies. Come on now. Those four guys join Owen Carey, who also entered the portal over the weekend. He was one of the guys. Uh, he started some website to like help tell the truth about college recruiting or something <laughs> whoa he was kind of i don't know Holy i don't know if they cow. use that scully rule to like take away his scholarship and basically get him off the roster before the season but he hasn't been with the team so now he officially enters the portal uh tank Shout of course to his website though <laughs> yes <laughs> tank of course entered the portal tank yes we uh, can marvin never ham we talked about yeah. as well and then yeah. caleb fourier so seven total portal entries at this okay point. that's great that's How many scollies? What's scolly count? I. That's a great question, bro. Yeah, how many DMs do you have on Twitter that you haven't got back to yet? Uh, asking you for the scolly count. There's a lot of count. DMs. Oh that gosh, I got to respond to. But I want to say this puts them almost at like 20 open spots now. We've got plenty of space. Love that. Just factor in these guys. I guess only five of them, because Michael Harrison was out anyway. You already factored him factored him into the attrition. He was also a walk on, yeah. Yeah, and so he was not on scholarship. Doesn't right. And then Owen Carey wasn't really with the team. He wasn't. So that leaves five plus the however many Coach Prime rolled over from last off season, the seven to ten that he said that they had, plus just I don't know your guys like Levante Bentley, Zay Weaver who are moving on. Yeah, we've got a lot of open space to work with here in terms of scholarships moving okay. forward. That's huge. Need numbers to operate with right now. We've got plenty. Okay, good, good. We're in a decent spot. That's what we want. All right. I guess the other big story of the weekend, though, Coach Nick Williams. Coach Nick Williams. One of our favorites. I think one of everyone's favorites who uh, followed this program. Absolutely. Obviously, a very young coach, brought a lot of passion, enthusiasm, was a pretty good recruiter. Yep. And we'll get into the whole recruiting aspect of this, but he's out. Uh, he's moving on to Syracuse to coach the same position, defensive ends. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about all this? How do I feel? Yeah, what's your read? I'm fine. This happens. Yeah, it does happen. It Coaches does happen. move around. His buddy, I can't remember, just got hired to be the head coach at Syracuse, former Georgia, uh, I think defensive coordinator, some coach up there. And that's where Coach Williams comes from. Coached at Georgia for quite a while. That's where he joined CU from. So he spends the one year with Coach Prime, who he said uh, 
he really wanted to work with, obviously. Mm-hmm. Coach Prime said he would give him an opportunity many, many years ago. That opportunity came up last year. And now he's just going on to something else. Good luck, Coach Williams. It seems like an obvious fill-in as Warren Sapp coming in to well, yeah. fill in as a D-line coach, and that's been talked about a lot or a lot already in some ways. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, he's posting pictures with John Gruden, watching film, his former uh, NFL head coach. That's right. So Super Bowl he's winner. getting coached up to be a coach. Love that for Apparently, us. he's going to get his degree or has his degree. So Okay, good, good. There's the obvious like fill-in replacement. But... Again, this happens at every school. Yeah. Every off season. Yeah, it does. There's always coaches shuffling around. Mm-hmm. Um, it is what it is, man. Don't get too upset. And I mean, honestly, with how college football is going, a lot of these top programs, this is especially something you need to deal with, is just a lot of turnover consistently year in, year out. I think it's what hurt Clemson the last few years. You know, everyone talks about the recruiting and Dabo not adjusting to the transfer portal. I think losing Venables, losing his offensive staff that's gone off to be head coaches and stuff, that lack of continuity has really hurt him. So having a staff that kind of already operate in, okay, we, we lost the guy, we can replenish um, just as an Alabama would year in, year out, is not a bad thing. And I just think that's going to become more and more common. Look, man, this is if you're going to want to be a top-of-the-line yeah. program... Yeah. You're just going to have to deal with this stuff. Yeah, these are big program problems. Yes. If you are a good program, if you are a successful program, you're going to have coaches that just move on uh-huh. for either better opportunities, similar opportunities to coach with their friends. That just means that you have the reach to bring in good coaches that other programs want. Right. And right. we know this about Coach Prime, that yeah. his network within the football just world is massive. So he's going to... Unrivaled in some ways. Very many ways. And revered within that world in ways that I just have not seen others be revered. Literally, like, beyond our comprehension yeah. type of stuff. No, absolutely. So this is going to happen. Fran Brown, right. head coach at Syracuse, by the way. The There you go. Nick Williams' friend you mentioned. The comments are saying Prime said it was Louisville. He did say that. Well, Coach Williams tweeted out... I don't know. Today he tweeted out a graphic with the S, and yeah. I presume that was Syracuse. That stands as well. for Syracuse. <laughs> it wasn't the greatest graphic, so you never know. But I mean, he's probably taking it down. Oh, in, in terms, the graphic of, in terms of graphic teams, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So it's, I mean, we've seen the, the CU graphics, the haven't we? Yeah, we have. We have. They're great. They do great work over there. They do. They do. So there you go. Now let's talk about this from a recruiting aspect. Okay. But for a shout out to our friends. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> Over at Breckenridge Distillery. Woohoo. Uh, guys, come down to the DMVR bar. Enjoy some Breckenridge Distillery spirits with us. We also got their Reiki seltzers uh, made with Breck spirits. Have you been on the, the Reiki game? No, I haven't. Woo. But boy, I hear nothing but incredible things. I mean, they're they're nice. They can be dangerous though at the same time. Oh, they they go they down good punch, and yes. they pack a punch. Wow, you absolutely. Love uh, but Breckenridge Distillery is the world's highest distillery, founded in 2008. Most widely known for their blended bourbon whiskey, a high right mash, American style whiskey. You can also check out their Broncos Blizzard. That's the new vodka commem- commemorating the first white alternate Broncos helmets. Breckenridge Distillery products are available in all 50 states. Shop your local retailer or visit BreckenridgeDistillery.com for home delivery of award-winning Breckenridge spirits. Do it. And then our great friends over at Game Time. Woo! Wherever you may be, whatever you're interested in. Yeah. Game Time's got you covered. Uh, College football is pretty much done. Find yourself a bowl to go to. Yeah, if you want to go to a bowl game, wherever you may be, check out Game Time. Um, also, Nuggets games, Avs games, yeah, all that good stuff. Concerts, yeah. events, School of Mines—they're in the D two playoffs. You, you can find a game sure. up in Golden. Yeah, how about some college hoops? Yes, why not? Uh, the Buffs. Yeah, pretty nice win yesterday too. Take a Tinder date to a show. There you go. <laughs> you moved to Denver two years ago. You know you couldn't see a lot of live concerts. You have yet to go to one. Who knows? Maybe trying, this is bro. the off season. It happens for there's you. There's some. There's some that I've got circled Let's that I want to make. Hell yeah! We'll Game see. time's got you covered. They if do. you ever decide to pull the trigger, they're ready. <laughs> At sign up, 
$20 off when you use our code DMVR. Incredible. Or code BUFFS. B-U-F-F-S. Even better. No, use that one. Use that one. Yes, yes. Download the GameTime app. Create an account. Use that promo code BUFFS. B-U-F-F-S. For $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account. Redeem code BUFFS for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. All right. So on to the recruiting aspect of things. Yes. Uh, It's no secret. Coach Williams was obviously one of the Buffs' youngest coaches, and I it doesn't always work out that way, but he just is able to really relate to these kids and was one of their best recruiters. Yeah. Um, so the guy that we've heard a lot about, we talked a lot about, King Joseph Edwards. He was being recruited by Nick Williams in CU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, news yeah. comes out, and he cancels his official visit that was supposed to happen this weekend. Why? Because his primary recruiter is no longer at the team. Uh, he posted a top three also over the weekend. Syracuse was in there and FSU along with CU. Now he's... So CU's still in the mix. They're still in the mix. They're still in, they made the graphic. They made the graphic. But he's going on an official that. visit to Syracuse now. Okay. So... You can kind of yeah, you can kind of see how things yeah, worked out. Yeah, but it's all not bad news on the recruiting front for the Buffs. We did host, or CU did host, two blue chip prospects this weekend, and one of them's an offensive tackle. Dre, I love. Would it. you believe it? Yes, it's a great thing. Um, his name Jaquan McRoy. We talked about him uh, earlier in the week. Current Oregon commit. This kid is massive, Dre. Um, if his yeah, he's humongous. Also went viral for having a Tavondre Sweat-like touchdown. Yes, he uh, did. Just big boy out on the edge, <laughs> bouncing off guys. I'm trying to pull up what he said here. Yeah. Because he spoke to Steve Wiltfong the about Oregon his visit. Um, he tweeted out pictures today from his visit. He was in front of the wall. Do you know what that means? Tell me. The We Come and Wall with Coach Prime's signature on it. I mean, pretty much means come We Come. Yeah, We Come. Yeah. So yeah, that's saying something right there. He said about Coach Prime and uh, his visit. Um, really, Coach Prime was what brought him there. He said he's pretty straightforward. He said, you want to go to the league. He's going to treat you how you need to be to go to the league. I like that. It's a nice program. They need O-linemen. Um, and said that he's really trying to play early and get developed. He's from Alabama. And he said it's about neck and neck moving forward between the team he's committed to, which is Oregon, and now Colorado. It's not much a commitment, Jake. <laughs> I mean, it's funny yeah. because this is the stuff Coach Fry was talking about. Man. <laughs> wow, that's uh, loosey-goosey right there. Okay. I mean, but you love, you love to see it. Look, and people already on Twitter have been like, oh, well, this is what Coach Prime was talking about. Like, And now he goes and does the same exact thing. It's like, yeah, why wouldn't you play the game if they're going to let you at this point? That's what he's he's saying. These commitments mean nothing. Yes. It's like silly that we even commit. It, it kind of is. Yeah. Well, he's just playing the game. So uh, Jaquan McRoy came on a visit. Oh, let's go. Uh, I think it was an official visit, actually. I I would love this kid. I would love that size in the trenches here. Would love to steal him from Oregon. Boy, they sure target size on at the offensive tackle position. Yeah, no huh? doubt. Uh, not only him, though. No. Who was the other one? Draylon Miller. Uh, this is, I believe, a type 100 recruit. Yep. 64th overall recruit, actually. 14th overall wide receiver. He was committed to Texas A&M for most of the season. But and Jimbo... Then, Ended up decommitting. He gone. He out of there. Um, he said on his visit, I had a great time in Colorado. Got a chance to catch some snow and bring my family up. Uh, just talking about being recruited by Coach Bartoloni. The relationship and how much of it is a family is what I love about Colorado so much. He's down to CU. LSU's a factor. Uh, the Aggies are still in the fold as well. But another premier playmaker, really, yeah. in the mix for Coach Prime and the Buffs. Love that. 
the uh, Aggies are still in the mix means that monetary offer they made me earlier. I'm trying not to give that up. Maybe. That's my interpretation. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I mean, who knows what's going on over there? Yeah, now. for sure. For sure. Um. All right. That's it, huh? That's it for recruiting right now. I'm okay. sorry. I'm just... There's actually a Jordan Seaton thing. Uh, I haven't watched this video with, but on three director of recruiting, Chad Simmons uh, spoke to Jordan Seaton <laughs> about which schools are standing out in his recruitment right now. Quote, I would go with Oregon, Ohio State, and Tennessee. Standing out in his recruitment. Okay. That's what he said. He had a top seven. CU was in there. Yep. He went on the official visit to Ohio State. That was the news. <laughs> he... Held hostage over. Yep. That was rough. But it's all right. But that's who stood out. That's what he said. Has he done a Colorado visit? He did earlier. Okay. Okay. Um, So that's where he's at right now. Yeah. Again, I don't think he's put out a commitment date. So we wait. We continue to wait. Patiently. What was the good news in the next seven to ten days? Three to ten days. We're kind of at day ten, aren't we? We've yet to find out. We have yet to find out. Um, they're working over there. Okay. No, I know. Oh, I, I know. Think, I think. Uh, Unlike Ryan in full off season mode, they're working over there. <laughs> yeah, the season ends and he's yeah, just so like, "I'm just, just gonna go travel." Yeah, see you later. <laughs> Love that guy. Uh, Yesterski says, "Stood out equals money, money, money." I mean, it could. Who knows though? Yeah. This is one of the top yeah, recruits knows? in the nation. I think everyone is no vying for you have like <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> guys like this, there's very few out there. Guys, Nick Williams is going to Syracuse, I promise. All right. Shout out to our <laughs> friends at Hero Bread. Yeah, I mean it's his tweet. Huh? I'll find the tweet so Alyssa can pull yeah. it up. Please send it. Hero Bread, though. Oh, what a good time. Yeah, shout out to Hero Bread. If you are uh, thinking about starting a diet now with the holidays season in full swing, check out Hero Bread. Um, It's the best way to keep bread in your life while also watching carbs. Goodness. Oh, wow. Uh, But the bread is amazing. They've also got the tortillas that RK swears by. Yeah. I think they've got buns as well. So they got all kinds of good stuff. Right now, you can go... To hero.co and save 10%. Uh, use that code DMVR and you get 10% off your first order today. And then shout out nice to again. our friends at Circa. Yes, Circa. You love Circa. Have you been? No, I haven't. I'm I'm always like dad left behind to make sure the fort is... Uh, Someone's got to make sure the building doesn't burn down. Yeah, exactly. And you guys <laughs> get to have all the fun. It just is amazing. I mean, Stadium Swim sounds like my actual heaven. Yeah. Well, let me tell you about it because Stadium Swim is pretty incredible. Yeah. 4,000 person capacity. It's got a 143 by 40 foot LED screen. My goodness. Yeah. Also got one of the coolest uh, sports books in Vegas. Over right. 500 rooms, right. a 7,000 square foot casino with two levels. If you're heading out to Vegas for the Broncos Raiders games, we got the Broncos crew heading out there. Oh man! To celebrate the Broncos season finale. Got an amazing trip planned out. Go uh, check that out. Avs Knights, Pac-12 or Mountain West alum for the final Pac-12 tournament ever. Man, we'll be out there. Book your stay with code DMBR20, and you can get 20 percent off as well also check out their sports book it's available in colorado uh the circa sports book is yeah. live download it now at circa sports.com circa sports bets can only be made while physically located in the state of colorado must be 21 or older all rights reserved circa sports colorado encourages you to gamble responsibly if you have a gambling problem call or text 1-800-GAMBLER or visit problemgamblingcolorado.org boom all right let's talk about the portal please uh, first, though, thoughts on uh, the playoff, FSU being left out. It's messed up, but <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, it's exactly who I would have put in. I don't know how you can leave out an SEC champion. And honestly, I think it's pretty messed up. Georgia gets left out, I 29 know. game unbeaten. I know. You lose a game by three after a perfect season, perfect regular season, and you can't get one of the four spots. I mean, really rough. But Texas having scheduled Bama 
and beaten them at Brian Denny Stadium is all the difference. Yep. And uh, it's messed up by FSU, but that schedule, the ACC, was just a little too weak this year. Um, and the injury got them. I mean, if the injury is not a thing, it's not even a combo. I know. You know, but, I feel for them. Oh, it's terrible. I think it was the right decision at the end of the day. I think so, too. And here's the thing. They're going to get destroyed by Georgia <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the Peach Bowl. And Bama's going to win the Natty. And we're all going to kind of forget and be like, yeah, maybe the committee knows ball and actually made the right choice. And thank God this is the last of it. And, you know... From a buff standpoint, was part of me thinking like, oh, this might just accelerate FSU's unhappiness in the ACC and make them want to go for a conference like the Big 12? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. This is why we need auto bids. Mm Kind of think the G5 auto bid, that might get yanked really soon. Yeah. Now, this Liberty-Oregon game now? Yeah, no one if cares about If you're an Oregon that. player, how do you feel about that? Well, and if you look at how the 12 team would have played out, like basically LSU or Penn State don't make it in so that the G5 Liberty team can make it in. Yeah. I don't know that Liberty was worthy this year. I hate that Arizona would have been left out this year too. Yep. That's like the team I would have wanted to see in the playoff. So they've anyways, been fun. All-time day for a debate though. All-time day and... Selfishly, I gave out Bama. I had futures on Washington to win the Pac-12. That hit. So great day. I placed some Bama to make the playoffs bets earlier in the week. Those all hit. So great betting. Um, So I feel for you, FSU, but I I definitely benefited from your demise. And (laughs) I'm not sorry for that. I don't think we have... I'm sure there's some people in the chat that feel some sympathy, but I think there's a lot of people who took joy in watching that over the weekend. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, I don't know. Personally, I think I would have put Georgia in over Alabama just because they've been the best team in college football the last two years. and They just beat them, though. That's impossible. I, I know, you can't but do that. Like, we know that they're definitely one of the best teams in the country at the same time, too. They're no doubt one of the best four. So... So if Georgia's in and Bama at that point has to be in, there's not one without the other. Texas, Washington, who would you exclude it? No, see, like this is. <laughs> oh, just saying. That's what it would have come down to. Uh, probably would have left out Washington in that scenario yeah. then. I just, you can't have Alabama in and Texas not be in, in my opinion. The head to heads have to mean something. Uh, they won't if, anymore. If we get rid of what. Head-to-head matchups mean? Then what are we talking about? And I know I guess sure, I'm being sure. a little. Uh, sure. I just like I think it word? is also fair to say like that Alabama team that they beat is a far different team now right. than they were. That's true. Which like doesn't mean anything. It also means that Texas team had like what they showed us early in the year. Mm-hmm. I think they've proven out to be correct. Like they're nasty in the trenches. And they've got playmakers that can go up with any single team in the country. Yep. And when Quinn Ewers is playing, I mean, it's outstanding. It's true, man. But they overcame his injuries. They overcame injuries to Jonathan Brooks, who topped back in the country by some at a certain point. So well, it's tough, though. I mean, no year like this year really accentuated four spots isn't enough. I mean, it never was enough. No, it ever. Was. It was. This was a it Band-Aid was. Yeah. the entire time. I can't yeah. believe we've gone so 10 true. years with this format. It always kind. They always got bailed out. The field always kind of bailed them out. Yeah. And I thought it'd happen again. Like I thought Texas or FSU or maybe both would lose. Mm -hmm. They didn't get bailed out for once. Louisville also like. Way to shit the bed. What an opportunity! Just gross, Louisville. (laughs) Disgusting show. Just expose yourself as a fraud. Yeah. Like come on. That was. I don't know. Great year one under uh, Coach Braun. Right. Oh my god. Great year. Great year. Got to be better, though. Yeah, for sure. All right. Let's get into this portal discussion. Okay. Um, I picked out 10 targets. We're ready. For Coach Prime and the Buffs. Yes. Um, yep, 10 of them. And we start right now with the top available player in the portal. Walter Nolan. Yes. Uh, former Texas A&M defensive lineman, listed at 6'4", 285. 
last year at 37 total tackles, eight and a half tackles for a loss, and four sacks. Yeah. He is rated a five-star transfer right now, according to 247 Sports. Let's go back to that uh, the 2021 recruiting class, or 2022 recruiting class, where Travis Hunter was the number one overall recruit. Ended up flipping from Florida State to Jackson State to go play for Coach Prime. Walter Nolan was the number two recruit. Travis was the only player in front of him in that class, and we know how good Travis is. Well, we remember that historic Texas A&M recruiting class. Exactly. You know, best of all time for he was mm-hmm. the top dog of all of those. Yep. And, I mean, just as a sophomore on a down season for an A&M already eight and a half Tackles for a loss, four sacks. Not bad for an interior defensive lineman. From Powell, Tennessee. Yep. Uh, Of course, we don't really have or know who. I guess we do have a defensive line coach, Coach Sal. But we're kind of in flux here with the Coach Sapp thing, with Nick Williams and what's going on. Right, right. But uh, this is a guy, I'm sure every team who is interested in any type of defensive lineman help has reached out to this guy. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, he played pretty well as a freshman last year as well. Uh, played in only 10 games. Still had 29 total tackles, two and a half tackles for a loss and a sack, along with a forced fumble. Kind of a guy, you know, he's what, 6'2", 290, 6'4", 285, like mm-hmm. inside-outside guy. Yep. Um, Three-man front could definitely play that defensive end spot. You know, he's going to get have some real mobility and agility for an interior guy, a little more of a slender, downhill, one-gapping penetrator. Next guy, R.J. Oban. Played at Duke last year. I'm assuming he's entering as a graduate transfer. Yes. He's, uh, he's, he's played a lot of football. He's had, like, a COVID year. He's, like, five mm-hmm. years into yeah. his career, yes. 6'4", 260, plays on the edge. Only played in seven games in 2023 but has had 14 and a half sacks over the last three seasons. Yep. Um, I'm sorry. He played in 12 games last year. Only had seven solo tackles, only 17 total tackles last year. But I mean, he's getting in the backfield. He's got production. He does. And he's had consistent production over several years and he's a grown man. Like that mm-hmm. size on the edge is not right. That's probably what 30 pounds heavier than uh, Jeremiah Brown, for example. JB, yeah. JB, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, next That's guy. Huge. Yeah, who you got next on the list? So, next guy I have on my list is Toriano Pride. Corner, he, Clemson. Yes, plays corner or played cornerback for the Clemson Tigers. Was a 2022 recruit, uh, 247 Sports Consensus, four star, 80th overall player, eighth overall cornerback, 5'11, 185, mm-hmm. out of East St. Louis, Illinois. Um, he's only played a bit, but he has played in 26 games over the last two years. Only had 14 tackles this year, one tackle for a loss. He did still have four passes defensed, so that's he's crazy. able to get uh, on-ball production. And I mean, that's a stack secondary. There's a couple of the top defensive backs coming into this NFL class with Nate Wiggins being one of the top two or three Corners, they've got one of the top um, safeties as well. Number one, I forget his name. Uh, so, you know, they're deep. They're stacked in that secondary. And, I mean, you look at the secondary and how it's shaped up right now. Of course, you got Travis, uh, Cormani, probably projected to be your two starters next year. Mm-hmm. But uh, they had cornerback depth, pro- depth problems this last year. The Buffs did. Second half of the season got pretty rough. Pretty fact. rough. Yeah. Yeah, so, he'd be nice. Where? What's his hometown again? East St. Right Louis. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. So, I mean, whatever. Um, and I guess, I mean, there's still many names and many positions to go through here, but I guess the point I wanted to make was this is this team needs help, I think, still at almost every position. Like, you can't turn down legitimate prospects at any position for this team. I know no. we need to emphasize the, tre- emphasize the trenches, uh, and the front seven on defense. But this is just how the team is going to work. You're going to need instant contributors everywhere, and they're going to go through the portal and get them. Yeah, I mean, you just need more depth, more talent, more high-end starters. Like, you just need to get this program 
mm-hmm. to the next level by adding talent consistently everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. Who you got next? Um, one of the top players to enter the portal today, and that is former Ohio State wide receiver Julian Fleming. Yes. He was a big deal coming out of high school. Yeah. In 2020, he was the third mm-hmm. overall recruit, number one overall wide receiver. He's actually listed on 247 Sports Composite, 82nd overall recruit ever. Ever. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, he's 6'2", 210. He was starting as the third wide receiver at Ohio State behind Michael Harrison Jr. and Emeka Buka, two guys who are going to be top 20 picks in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I mean, he was getting consistent play. Had some targets. Like, you even watch him in the Michigan game. He's getting targeted. Had an unfortunate drop. Like, the size is there. I don't know that he's looked super explosive, but... Yeah, you know he would have been next up at Ohio State next year for sure. And Kyle McCord obviously is with him. It's harder. What's to, going like, on over there? Perform? Yeah. What's going right. on? Right. Got to ask the question. Eighty second greatest recruit of all time. He's transferring out when you're losing two guys to the NFL and you're starting quarterback. Wow. Terrible. I mean, is Ryan Day's job even safe? Just Many are apart. asking. Yeah. Falling apart in Columbus, man. It's it, over. It is, yeah. Two-win season incoming. Probably, <laughs> actually. <laughs> uh, Julian Fleming, 6'2", 205. This guy's actually played quite a bit of football going back to 2020. This is... Mm, doing math on the air. 38 career games played in. Wow. That's good math on the air. Not a grad transfer. He'd have one year of eligibility still. Um, he was listed as a senior last year, so I don't know oh, gosh, if he okay. is or not. So grad, probably. But he's a yeah. 2020 kid, so I don't know if he's got that COVID year or not as well. Pennsylvania boy. Yep. Uh, so two years ago, or last, we're in that weird part of the season where I don't know <laughs> the 2022 season. Yeah. Um, actually had a decent season: 34 receptions, 533 yards, and six touchdowns. This last year, though, only 26 receptions, 270 yards, no touchdowns. The year he had the good season, that's where Jackson Smith and Jigba's injured yes. some. But he's still fighting playing time with Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Buka. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'd be a really, really intriguing reclamation project. And a great fit to kind of fill in for Xavier Weaver, right? Sure, yeah. Right, like your bigger, bigger outside, yeah. like... Doesn't need to be a burner necessarily, just like that sturdy outside wide receiver who's going to open everything up for the playmakers other and the other spots. I've got another bigger wide receiver here, Will Shepard out of Vanderbilt, 6'3", 190. Um, he's played also quite a lot of football. Yeah. Uh, I think that's about 40 career games he's played in since 2020. He was listed as a senior last year. 47 receptions, 684 yards, and eight touchdowns. He's got over 2,000 receiving yards, over 150 receptions, and 20 touchdowns in his college football career. Yeah. Um, Young man from Louisiana, 6'3", 200. I mean, he's got the size as well. He kind of fits that bill. Yep. And then the next guy I got here on my list is linebacker Chris Paul Jr. out of Arkansas. Yep. From Crisp County High School in Cordell, Georgia, 6'1, 233. Uh, is what he was listed as as a crew. 6'1, 240 now is what I've got. Yeah. Was only a three star recruit back in that 2021 class, but has been pretty productive for the Razorbacks. Last year, played in 11 games, 74 total tackles, six and a half TFLs, and two sacks. And we, I mean. Got some freshman all SEC love. I mean, guy who's popped for sure. And look, I know, again, offensive line priority number one, defensive line priority number two. I'd probably say linebacker is number three. You could almost say linebacker tight end as some, like, co-needs, depending on, you know, what's yeah. the scheme. Like, right. Obviously, if you bring a coordinator who might not even use a tight end that often, then maybe that's less of a need. But, yeah, this really feels like a prime recruit uh-huh. in the portal, you know. I mean, it kind of reminds me of Jordan Dominic last year. Same thing, mm-hmm. coming out of Arkansas, mm-hmm. was a guy who had the numbers to back it up. So very Alton McCaskill profile as well. Right. Came to CU. I think we all would have liked to see more out of JD, but I think he also played his role pretty well. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, JD's a tough one to evaluate for me last year. 
Yeah, I mean, impressed and disappointed. He's going to get a shot. Ways. He'll have a he'll have scouts attention at pro day, and yeah. I'm sure he'll get a lick in a camp 100%. at least, if not being drafted. Next sure. guy, another wide receiver, Josh Kelly out of Washington State. Uh, actually, former Fresno State wide receiver, played there from 2019 to 2022, had a really good season in 2021. And then last year was Washington State's leading receiver. 61 receptions, 923 yards, and eight touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, listed at 6'2", 182. But just another guy, again, like a veteran, bigger-bodied type dude just to Great profile. help round out the receiving core. Yeah, exactly. Uh, everyone that I've said also to this point is a four-star transfer, according to 247 as well. Yep. Including this guy, Vanderbilt defensive lineman Nate Clifton. Listed at 6'5", 280. That's a big boy. Not bad. Um, 12 games played, 30 total tackles, 7.5 tackles for a loss, 5.5 sacks, 1 interception last oh, year. Productive. Pretty damn productive. Vanderbilt has also had a... I don't want to call it an exodus because I do think a lot of these guys are grad transfers, though. Right. So they right. were done. Right. Um, but he is another one of those Vanderbilt kids who's entered the portal. Yeah, and then hopefully my f- can win a little more. For sure. Um, final guy, Dre. D- do you want to say his name? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Anis Peebles? Aeneas Peebles. Aeneas? <laughs> Aeneas, there you go. Aeneas Peebles. Duke defensive tackle. Lineman. Lineman. Duke say. defensive Duke lineman. Duke defensive lineman, yeah. Listed at 6'2", 280. Uh, he's listed as a three-star transfer. Was a three-star recruit back in the 2020 class out of Nightdale, North Carolina. Um, he's played in 12 games last year, 40 tackles, eight and a half tackles for a loss, four sacks, two passes defense, and one forced fumble. I think that CU could use that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, a lot of the game here is seen really who are all the, especially in the trenches, all the guys available and who do you really want to target, you know? Um, it's because there there is only so many spots, and you really got to make the best of them. Exactly. So there's ten names uh, for right now. There's obviously a lot more that are going to be entering the portal that already have entered the portal. I uh-huh. think we're up to three hundred and sixty some guys who have entered the portal, and that was Good just stuff. when I saw it this morning. Yeah. So there's probably at least another twenty, thirty, forty who have entered the portal at this point. No, they've added so many since mm-hmm. RK and I did this uh, last Monday. Yeah. Um, and then there's just a lot more that's going to happen. I think it total, it was like 3000 players entered the portal last season. Oh yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So we are just getting started. Um, the quarterback market's been fascinating though. And I think that just because CU is obviously pretty set at starting quarterback. Yep. They've got a pretty big advantage, I think, over a lot of teams right now. I know. It's nice. Um, and Duke, like A&M, is going to be a really interesting team in the portal because they just lost their head coach to A&M. Um, and like Riley Leonard, where where might, where might all these Duke transfers go? Will they follow their coach to A&M? Will they go other places? Uh, there's a lot of hot spots. Dante Moore is interesting on the transfer portal. There's yep. a lot, man. There's uh, a lot. Aiden Childs, that was the big uh, Oregon State commit that they got last year. I think he's already crystal balled to MSU, which isn't surprising. Yeah, I saw that. Yep. Yep, exactly. Yeah, there's going to be a lot. Um, there's another portal entry. I saw it in the chat. So shout out to you guys. But uh, Colorado wide receiver Shanae Estes has entered the portal now, too. Wow. Uh, Shanae Estes was a guy who honestly kind of popped, made some plays, just watch him well off and stuff over the offseason um, in spring ball. didn't. I don't think he even saw the field during the season. Yeah, I though, don't remember him at all. He's got three years left. Huh. So that brings us up to eight, nine total entries at this point. Keep them coming. Free up those there's spots. Gonna, there's going to be many, many more yeah. to come. Yeah. Um, 
I did see there's none of the guys who are transferring out from Colorado in the top hundred on this transfer <laughs> portal. Yeah, I funny how that works. Huh? I didn't notice any, so interesting. But Boulder's burning. Because <laughs> it's so sunny today, it might <laughs> be. Guess. It might be that <laughs> high altitude sun. You got to watch out. By the way, could you imagine this weekend being in Columbus visiting the Buckeyes when we had this gorgeous weather here? Uh-huh. Gorgeous. I know. Perfect. I was walking around like this. This was the outfit I was walking outside. I walked into the office today with like this, no jacket. Oh, man. Yep. I was holding the jacket. Yep. I was like, I don't even need this right now. It's a beautiful place. Beautiful place. Colorado, Early December. Man. Don't even need a jacket. Pretty wow. undefeated Pretty when it comes to that department. incredible. All right. Shout out to our friends at Shady Rays. Let's go. Oh, um, I know. Because I gave the, you the transition right Because there, the weather's yeah. so beautiful out here, it's make perfect. sure you have your Shady Rays ready to go. Yeah, you have to. Um, Shady Rays is the best. They offer uh, sunglasses with extremely strong uh, frames and clear polarized optics. Every single pair backed by their lost and broken replacement. Even if you don't like your Shady Rays, you got 30 days to exchange them. No questions asked. Um, You can shop their entire collection at the Park Meadows Mall or go online to ShadyRays.com. They've got tons and tons and tons of combinations. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com, use the promo code DNVR, and you can get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. And try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over a quarter million people. Yeah, they rule. And then I think that's it. We're good for today. Yeah? Yep. Okay. Fingers crossed. No, we're good. Good, good. Let's go. Let's go. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. That's good stuff right there. What's up, chat? How's everyone doing to get today? Having a normal one, I'm sure. (laughs) Curtis says Jake got the dancey fade for the portal opening. I see you home and he appreciates you, bro. Thank you. Was it coordinated for the (laughs) portal opening? No. Ah. (laughs) Yeah, no. Guys, we're just not scheduled like that. It's just it's just been something that I've been trying to do like the last week. Right. You just had time this And weekend. I just, I woke up today cool. and I was like, you know what? We can actually make this happen before work. I so love that. I love that. Yeah. Made it happen. Yeah. Thanks to all those Colorado kids for transferring out in the afternoon. <laughs> That's great. Yes. Very nice of them. I'm sure there's many more to come too. <laughs> uh, Thrift Remix. When are the new coaches going to be announced? I wish I could tell you, my man. I, I don't know. I really don't. Um, I guess... To put things in perspective, it was just today where Coach Prime had his introductory press conference last offseason. Uh-huh. One year ago today. So we've got a little bit of breathing room. Things will get figured out. I don't think that, you know, they're scrambling in the champion center. Shit, who's gonna be our OC this year? Like no, definitely there's not. gotta be plans in place. Well, You'll hear about them when they're ready. And if you are looking at some coaches, oh, I don't know. For example, their defensive coordinator coached at Alabama, you know? Right. If they were looking at coaches like that with schools who are coaching at schools like Alabama. They're still coaching. They're still coaching. You have to wait a smidge before. Yes. So that's why Colorado's coaches can talk because their season's over and go to exactly. Syracuse or as some of you are convinced exactly. Louisville still. I don't know if you want to share that graphic, Alyssa. Um, oh, yeah. Can you pull that one up, Alyssa? <laughs> so important. people. It's important <laughs> to Jake. Yes. Yeah, so that people stop saying it's Louisville when there it is. That is Coach Nick Williams with the Syracuse. Yeah, S. That's his account. That's his account. There on it is. Twitter, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Star James's comment. I'll, I'll respond to that. Right <coughs> there. Imperfect. Yeah, right there. All right, who's up? Arvada Luke with the super chat says, do your part. This is our part of the season, baby. All my CU winnings went to 5430 Foundation, and I'm showing all the love to all the portal dogs on X. Do your thing, Buff Nation. Now it's on us. Well said, man. I mean, RK posted the tweet today of what Coach Prime said after the Utah game, along with what Coach Mora said and his press conference, like, if you want these players, you kind of got to step up to the plate. You got to help recruit. You got to donate to the collectives. 
Um, Time is that's now. Just, that's just how it works in college yeah. football now. Yeah, that's exactly right. Jay says, uh, oh, this is all you. Read this for us. Oh, okay. Andre 3000. That's Andre 3000. <laughs> Cosa ne pensi della prestazione di... Oh, Capitan America contro il Ghana. Um, so what did you think of the performance of Captain America against Ghana? Inoltre, tuo padre ti amerà qualunque sia la squadra del Milan che tifi. Okay, and then, so he's asking me how was Captain America against Ghana, and then he says, um, your father will, lovely, will love you no matter what <laughs> Milan team you root for. Um, I didn't watch Captain America against Ghana. I wasn't watching American soccer, um, but I did see him this Sunday or Saturday for Milan. He scored an epic goal. So Christian Pulisic still doing his thing, no doubt. There you go. And that is your uh, yeah. Andre Simone Italian update <laughs> of the show. Right. Christopher says, any word on if Charlie will get any playing time next year? Uh, I mean, it's too early to say at this point, but... Need to he know the OC, what other running backs will be added to right. the mix and all that before we can really say, yeah. I mean, we're still big Charlie fans. Charlie's going to get plenty of work throughout this whole uh, spring football thing again, too. So yeah. Yeah. he will have his opportunity, no uh, doubt. No doubt. Shelly says, why do they only let one coach be uh, in a primary recruiting role? Shouldn't it be two coaches per recruit to prevent these types of situations? Um, it's just... I don't know, just kind of how it works. Like coaches are familiar with certain areas. They have these relationships with high schools, um, players through seven on seven, all that stuff. So it's really just the relationships of it all. Yeah. Um, when I understand what you're saying, like why did wasn't someone else there recruiting Nick Williams uh -huh. or coding, recruiting King Joseph Edwards yeah, with Nick Williams? Right. But it's like, that's probably the tie that even got CU in the door to begin with. So right. once that goes, it just right. it just happens. Yeah, it's just part of the game. Yep. What's up, Will? He asks, how do you oh, feel boy. about my Wolverines having to go up against Nick Saban and Bama? I feel great. Michigan's still rightfully ranked number one, as they should have been this entire season. They are the best team in the country, and I stand by that. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> I like Bama, though. I like Bama. Do you? I do. I don't know, man. Uh, Quanso Spiritual says, why leave CU for Syracuse? <laughs> Isn't that a basketball school? Again, it's the relationships, man. What was his name? Fran Brown? Fran Brown. Hired to be the head coach at Syracuse. Uh, the Georgia defensive coordinator? Is that right? Is that what he That sounds was? right, yeah. Um, and I mean, look, Syracuse under Dino Babers just mm -hmm. six years ago was making a little noise. Yeah. It's coaching. You know how it is. You just got to move around. Um, Nick Williams. Let's see. So he joined from Texas A&M, but before that, he spent three years at Georgia, which is where that relationship com comes from. That's it's just yeah. how it all works, man. Yeah. I think that's one thing that uh, I've definitely learned the most over the last year and a half or so is how much relationships actually matter with the coaches and how these staffs oh, are yeah. built. And oh, come together. Yeah. It is kind of a, I don't want to say it's, uh, what's the word? What's the word when you like just hire your friends and stuff? Oh, shit. Um, it's not just that, but it's a large part because of that. That's how these staves are made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nepotism? nepotism Thank nepotism. you, Alyssa. Yes, yes. It's yes. not nepotism specifically, but I mean... You're, these guys hire their friends yeah, all the time. Yeah, That's no, just what I mean, they do. It's the business. It yeah. literally is the business. Yeah. Uh, 5280 Ivan says, how long before we hear some positive news coming from CU? I'm sure we'll get something somehow this week. Coaching announcement, commitment announcement. Um, <laughs> okay. I mean, it's, it's a whole off season. Good news is coming, you know. I mean, look, we are in a much better spot than last year. And this time last year, the so whole true. recruiting class was basically like had their offers nixed. Right. And they right. had to start over again with two and a half, three weeks till signing day. So Shelly again, uh, does every player who enters the portal believe that they will be a starter at their new team? Uh, players enter the portal because they are afraid they are being... 
That's it. Um, I. That's a big problem with the transfer portal. These kids kind of overestimate their talent. Yeah. Uh, overestimate the depth of the portal at this point. Um, and it just happens. I mean, I, what's the stat? Like 60, 50% of the kids who enter the portal and don't come out? Like an overwhelming majority? Yeah. It's an It's a problem right now, man. Yeah. It's a real problem. Um, they're going to figure it out. Hopefully all this recruiting stuff settles down a little bit because it's a smidge excessive. But, yes. yeah, I mean, as I was pointing out, none of the guys who are leaving CU appearing in the top 100 of most of these tracks. Exactly. You know, so. Exactly. Turnover maybe for a reason. All right. James asks, how do I feel about the current situation? Honest opinion. Um, just kind of pulling everything I've said today. Again, this time last year, we were much worse off. We had a lot of excitement because the hire was just announced. Yeah. But there was hardly any like momentum with recruiting. Um, all, you had all 1 in 11 players on the roster. Like we didn't even go through that whole exodus yet. Like the roster didn't even really get a chance to be better. So look, Shador's still on the team. Travis is still on the team. Coach Prime is still the head coach. Uh, there's a lot to start. still be excited about. It's a great start, and it's a lot more than many other teams could say at this point. You, they know who their best player is, and they know who their quarterback's going to be. And they have a head coach who is one of the best recruiters in the game. So look. It's not all going to be, you know, roses and flowers in the offseason, especially during this portal period. But you got to go through the the negative part of it to come out on the other side. Right. Right. There's going to be more players that enter the portal. Um, you know, it sucks not getting recruits sometimes who that you had all this momentum for and a coach leaves and it just ends like that. But more coaches are going to come in. Uh, this is Deion Sanders we're talking about, man. Guys are going to want to come coach for him. Guys are going to want to come play for him. No doubt. And I have no doubt in my mind this team and this roster are going to be much better come August when this everything is settled right. than it was before last offseason. Yeah. I mean, you got to put it all in perspective. I think it's early to jump to any conclusions, right? Just see how it plays out. See how it plays out first. Then let's let's draw our conclusions. Uh, Jamal Powell says, "Do did we lose any strength and conditioning coaches? Not that I know of right now. But again, anything's possible. And look, Coach Mo is a very well known, very established right. strength coach. Yeah. So I'm sure that any other guys who come in and coach under him are going to be highly coveted, and probably offered promotions to become." Strength coaches are just higher-ranking assistant strength coaches elsewhere. Right, right. It, these are good problems to have. Best problems to have. Yes. In many ways. Yes. What's up, Big Cheesy? Uh, Jalen says, last year you were taking chances on potential to fill the roster. Now you know who's who, and you fill the needs now and hope yeah, the mean, ones that stay right. make improvements. You're not necessarily just building from the ground up. And that's the coaching staff too, right? Mm -hmm. Like you feel you've, you've got a lot more established and now you're just making some additions, some tweaks, finding a new OC, maybe bringing, upgrading one from within, that kind of thing. Like it doesn't, it's yep. not as much of a square one rebuild. You're right. And look, RK says it all the time. Don't break a sweat on the escalator. We're in a much better position than we were last year. Things are going to get better. Right. It's, you know, the headlines are going to be the headlines. People are going to freak out over everything that happens at this school. Absolutely. That's the deal. But just maintain that perspective. Realize who the head coach and who the quarterback is. It's all going to be okay. Yeah. All right. Good show today, I thought. Good show. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. RK will be gone uh tomorrow as well but then on wednesday we are gonna have some guests wow. some fun guests oh my gosh fun yeah. guests um do you know what happens on thursday what happens the coach prime documentary comes out oh i'll leave it at that oh wow see you guys tomorrow let's go buffs <laughs> Y'all silly like the mayor.
we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.